0: Welcome to this episode of the Disease to sure podcast on the topic of thoughts on equine acupuncture with Dr. Anne-Marie Allman, owner of Del Dio's Veterinary Acupuncture. I'm your host, Kim Brown, publisher of Aquamanagement. The Disease to sure podcast is brought to you in 2022 by Merck Animal Health. Allman, DVM, CVA, CVCH, established Del Dio's Veterinary Acupuncture to focus on healing patients through traditional Chinese veterinary um. medicine by providing acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine to equine and canine patients. Dr. Allman attained her DVM from the Western University of Health Sciences College of Veterinary Medicine in Southern California. During veterinary school, she attended the Chi Institute near Ocala, Florida, where she studied traditional Chinese veterinary medicine and became a certified veterinary acupuncturist. Dr. Allman then became a certified veterinary Chinese herbalist through the Qi Institute and continues to advance her education in that specialty. She serves on the board of the American Academy of Veterinary Acupuncturists. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Allman. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Well, we're really happy to have you here because we know that horse owners are becoming much more familiar with the benefits of acupuncture so they ask their veterinarians about services and conversely veterinarians have learned a lot more about different ways acupuncture can help horses but since not all veterinarians know when to refer a patient to a certified acupuncturist we wanted to have you come on and help us a little bit this morning so let's just start with some basics of what sort of and again this is for our veterinary audience what equine physical or behavioral issues respond well to acupuncture?
1: So probably one of the, one of the go-to things that acupuncture um, can be useful for in a referral setting is any sort of pain management. Um, probably the most typical cases that, um, that people think of when they want to add to their arsenal, you know, they're already working up a case, they already got multimodal pain management going on, but they have a horse that, that still needs help. Um, laminitis was the perfect um, example for this, that, uh, you know, you already have, you know, so many different ways to help make these laminitic horses more comfortable. And acupuncture can be really the cherry on top um, to help get those animals over the threshold um, and back into a healing state. So um, and, and pain management um, in acupuncture is probably the the mainstay of the evidence based medicine approach to evaluating acupuncture. Um, there has been a lot of research in human medicine about um, pain management and acupuncture. There's actually a lot of research in um, in nausea in um, in human medicine, and so there are. Times when you have those either gastritis horses or kind of, um, you know, hindgut dysbiosis horses, where these horses aren't clinically sick necessarily, but they're just not doing well and their digestive tract is kind of operating suboptimally, where acupuncture can be really helpful. There are certainly any time you have more of a chronic disease state where the animal is waxing and waning and just not. Getting to where you need them to go, acupuncture can be a great uh, tool in the toolbox. What I tell my clients, and the conversation with the referring veterinarians runs a little different. But what I tell my clients is that you know, um, if I get hit by a bus, give me all the morphine and take me to the emergency room where I'm going to get surgery to fix my broken bones. However, if I have more of a chronic disease or an internal medicine condition, then I'm going to reach more for acupuncture to help my body heal itself. And so um, there's certainly plenty of cases where acupuncture is not indicated um, as the first you know, tool that you reach for, uh, you know, in those like emergency trauma, you know, it just cut its hoof off cases. You know, yes, acupuncture can can help in those cases. But but honestly, conventional medicine is going to address those so much better. Than acupuncture is, but conversely, acupuncture is a huge powerhouse for pain management um, and uh, for managing internal medicine conditions and really helping the body uh, get into a parasympathetic uh, healing space.
0: It's such good advice, just to think about it as a tool in the toolbox. You know, it's it's not necessarily the first thing you reach for, but sometimes it's great and. When you were talking about internal, I used to live in Kentucky, and it, uh, it amazed me some of the, the ways that uh, some of the certified acupuncturists were using it, especially with all those brood broodmares in the area for reproduction, for some of those types of issues. And then I uh, got to know some of the acupuncturists and using this for um, behavioral issues. So things that maybe you never could quite get to the bottom of physically. And so let's talk about those just a little bit. Some of these other things that you may not just think about at first shot when you have a client that's got a patient that you're maybe scratching your head a little over.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all know that these behavior cases can be can be really challenging because it can be difficult to parse out how much is the human component, you know, uh, whether it's the owner or the trainer or you know whatever is going on on the human side, and the and then how much is. Uh, Either a pain response from the horse, either like a physical pain, you know, the musculoskeletal pain, I mean, uh, or some sort of visceral, you know, stomach ulcer type um, behavior or, you know, uh, or, or something that's more like a a neuropathy, like a, uh, like the trigeminal neuritis, you know, like some of these behavior things, it can be really difficult to parse out how much of this is physical. Cause some of it, you can't just block out, you know, and do your diagnostic analgesia and be like, okay, that's it. So, um, One of the powerhouses of acupuncture is actually the diagnostic scan. That, for me, when I'm working with a referral veterinarian, um, and they've already done all of their due diligence, they've done all the testing, you know, it's negative for this, that, and the other thing that are their top differentials, and they're really scratching their head. Um, When you do the acupuncture scan, I would say... It can be really helpful in directing further diagnostics, because if that horse is sensitive for um, all the acupuncture points associated with the front feet, right, yeah. then maybe we look, oh, let's look at, you know, what's going on there, you know, first when when they thought maybe it was a head shaking thing, right? So like, um Or say it's, say, you know, its body feels great, but it's on fire for acupuncture points that are are associated with the stomach. If they haven't done a gastroscopy, that's the perfect time to do it, right? Because what I tell people is that, you know, all of your conventional diagnostics are still the gold standard for working up this horse. When you bring in acupuncture, it's just another lens, it's another piece of information that can help direct. Uh, all of our conventional diagnostic tools.
0: What about some things maybe that acupuncture is not useful for? So
1: we talked about um, trauma cases, you know, um, really great for healing after the trauma, you know, after the bleeding has been taken care of. I think... The issue with acupuncture is that unlike a pharmaceutical medication, it doesn't work the same on each individual. And so, you know, the problem with it is that you can't say, well, I just put these 10 points in in these 15 horses and I'm gonna get the same response each time. And this makes the most sense to riders, right? Because you have some horses that are super light on the aids, right? You just think canter and you're in the upward transition, right? And you have other horses that, take so much seat and so much leg and so much spur and so much crop. And oh my gosh, are we ever going to get there? And, um, and there, there's really a close correlation with how sensitive their nervous systems are. And so, you know, those, those really heavy on the AIDS horses require so much more stimulation to get the healing and acupuncture. I mean, some of my favorite horses to work on are those thin skin red thoroughbred mares, right? Because, (laughs) if you get three needles on that horse, that's a great day. Everybody goes home happy. You know, I mean, it might be a little bit of a, um, you know, uh, delicate dance to get those needles in, but, um, they respond beautifully, beautifully to acupuncture because they're already so primed. Just think how hot they are, right. They're already so primed to respond. And so, um, Conversely, that big, heavy set, roly poly, warm blood, you know, that heavy on the AIDS kind of drafty type, you know, they require a lot more treatments (laughs) or different treatment strategies, you know, to get the same effect. So um, I would say that's kind of a big caveat about acupuncture and what you alluded to earlier about, um, unfortunately, acupuncture is very similar to chiropractic and massage where it is highly practitioner dependent. If you like, we can talk about how to pick one. Um, (laughs) because that can be
0: challenging. Today's Disease Du Jour podcast is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the maker of prestige vaccines, Banamine, Panacure, Regimate, Protozil, and other trusted equine health solutions. Merck Animal Health works for you and for horses. Learn more about Merck Animal Health's comprehensive portfolio of products, as well as their unconditional investment in our industry, profession, and community through programs such as the Respiratory Biosurveillance Program and the partnership with Equitrace, which delivers secure, streamlined record-keeping and instantaneous temperature measurement when coupled with Merck Animal Health Biotherm Microchips. Visit MerckAnimalHealthUSA.com for more information. Well, I mean, that was all, really my next question is, how can a veterinarian, or referring vet, find a certified equine acupuncturist that, that they can trust with their clients and patients?
1: these are my personal opinions but um (laughs) I'll, i'll we'll start with the objective information so um so what you really want is someone who has gone through one of the three courses available to become a certified veterinary acupuncturist or a cva and so these courses have gone through the american association of the veterinary state boards registry of approved continuing education the race approval required to become certified acupuncture courses and they're all about six month to a year courses are all about 200 hours of education. They all require written exams, clinical exams, case reports, and internships. And so, you know, compared to, say, becoming boarded in, you know, ophthalmology, it's a shorter course, but it's still, it's still they are good programs. And so, you know, I went to the Chi Institute for my initial certification. Um, there's also IVIS, which is the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society, which offers courses, and then Medical Acupuncture for Veterinarians, or CuraCore. And those are the kind of the three top certification programs. And so, picking a veterinarian that has completed Those certifications is important because you can actually attend those courses and not complete your certification. And so um, that's something to consider as well is that they need to have done the the um, internships, which are usually like 30 hours or more and they need to have done the the reports in order to have completed their certification. That being said, um, it's just like anything else, right? Um, if you are referring to a surgeon for colic surgery, do you want to refer to the surgeon that's cutting one a month, or do you want to refer to the surgeon that's cutting three a day? So <laughs> the same thing with acupuncture, you know, um, you know, it really, it really, like you were saying, in sport horses, acupuncture has been around, you know, really popular since the 70s. Um, and as we get more into the clean sport and, and um, more and more drug restrictions, we're seeing alternative medicine practices become more and more popular in horses. And so um, that's great because what you're also finding is there's more availability of veterinary acupuncturists. CVA is what you're looking for when you're finding a referring veterinarian. But my personal uh, soapbox about acupuncture in veterinary practice is that I would want to refer to an acupuncturist who, um, who has regular clinical experience in the field that they're practicing in. Because when they're coming out to see the horse, you know, I don't want them to just be focusing on acupuncture. You know, either I want someone if they're coming out for for a horse, for a reproductive concern, you know, like I want someone who has reproductive experience in horses. And and so like my background is in sports medicine. Right. And for me, I can't tell you how many times I've done an exam on a horse for acupuncture. And you find the things that you find when you do a physical exam, you find that, you know. Bode tendon you find the you know abscess that's brewing, you find the things that are kind of considered more general practice things. so you're still primarily a veterinarian, right? And so um, um that's kind of when I talk with young students um, who are all geeked out about acupuncture, you know, I tell them, okay, go to one of the c v a courses, but I also want you to go into general practice first. Um I think that's super important um whether it's an internship or mentorship after, you know, vet school, getting that clinical experience and learning how to do a really good physical exam is, is the best way to do no harm. And so um, acupuncture is the specialty that comes after. Right. Um, but you really need to have your, I believe, um, have a
0: good sense of general practice first. Those are really great points and some great advice for for younger veterinarians. So how do you recommend that the referring vets, I know we sort of covered this, but maybe take a case where how would a referring vet get in touch with you? And I know you're licensed to practice in California, Michigan, and Florida. So let's say that somebody, a sport horse in Florida, and it's when you're down there or Michigan or whatever it is. And they want to find you. They want to talk to you. How do they how do they get in touch with you to say, you know, I, is this a case where I should use acupuncture or I've had good experience in the past with acupuncture? With, I mean, what do you usually find and how do these referring vets work with you?
1: In general, if you're searching for um, a veterinary acupuncturist, you know, uh, these three um, certifying bodies, you know, the Chi Institute, Ivis, and MAV, they all have their own search engines, you know, where their, their veterinarians are registered, where you can look up someone in your state, in your area that has training there. You can also go on to AAVA.org, and and that's the American Academy of Veterinary Acupuncture. And um, the AAVA has a fellowship program, and they're working with the ABMA um, House of Delegates to try to get acupuncture to be a board certified specialty and so they have a list of um of veterinarians that um doesn't matter which course they go to um and so you can search for them that way in 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 less you know formal ways one of the things that Kimberly and I were talking about before we started recording was that um equine practice is becoming more collaborative and less competitive and this is a beautiful thing and so um, you know, if someone is unsure if acupuncture could help or not, text them, text them, call them, meet them for coffee. You know, um, we're also busy, but that doesn't mean that you can't develop a new relationship with a friend. And what's great about acupuncture as a specialty is that um, I don't do general practice, right? So, I, you know, I'm, I'm giving the the patient right back. It's, it's the same as if you have an internist come in and consult, right? And so... Um, I share reports with the owner and, uh, the trainer and the primary care vet and anybody else, you know, in the local referral hospital and anybody else that wants to see, um, that information. And so, um, I think that, you know, nowadays, one of the best pieces of advice I got as a student was, uh, was from a surgeon up in Calgary. And he told me, Emory, don't be afraid to reach out to the top. And ask them for advice because 10 times out of 10, they would be happy to help you. So don't be afraid to reach out to, to whoever it is, even if they seem intimidating or you haven't met them or you don't know who they are. Veterinarians are pretty cool people and, and they're really, they
0: usually are interested in helping each other out. Well, and that is really great advice. Uh, Dr. Allman, is there anything else that you can think of when you're talking uh, about You know, trying to just use more acupuncture on the cases that need it for horses. You know, historically,
1: veterinarians have been pretty protective of their cases. But I think that with this switch to collaboration, um, the, the referring veterinary acupuncturist, you know, should be fairly easy to work with. And so on those cases, you know, there shouldn't be any reason not to use acupuncture earlier for diagnostic help and then often for help in treatment. And so um, what's great is that, you know, you're seeing at horse shows, you know, there's almost always multiple people doing acupuncture in the FBI tent because because you're at the horse show and these horses need all the help they can get in a stressful environment. What's great about acupuncture is hopefully the practitioner will use their discretion. So if if um, if there's certainly been times when um, people have asked me to come do acupuncture and I'll say, yeah, I'm happy to come and see the horse and I do my exam and my evaluation. And then we decide, you know what, there's another modality that actually might be better than acupuncture. Um, But that doesn't mean that acupuncture still can't be a really useful diagnostic tool. And so I would say that for the veterinarian who's not interested in doing acupuncture themselves, but is interested in using a referring veterinary acupuncturist, keep that in mind that it's not even necessarily the treatment, but the diagnostics that can be helpful for your practice.
0: That's a really great point. And I know some of my other friends who are certified really believe in that. So Thank you very much, Dr. Alman. I've, I've learned a lot today, and I'm sure our audience has too. And, and hopefully, I love the let's be more collaborative. Let's work together for the good of not just the horses, but for the humans involved. So thank you for joining us on this episode of Disease to and Thanks to our audience for listening. And a special thanks to our sponsor in 2022, Merck Animal Health. We invite you to listen to episodes of Denise are on any podcast network, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you like. Or you can also go to equimanagement.com and all the podcasts are there on a SoundCloud player. You can just read the article that goes along with them and get some information. And if you have any questions or suggestions for topics, you can send to an email to me at kbrown, that's the letter K, Brown, at equinenetwork.com. Disease DuJour's production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network, LLC.